When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Things not going well for one team up at Lambeau Field. Lions outgaining the Packers 199 to 1. It's not good. Uh, not good. Both not teams good. have thrown an interception. Jordan Love, the latest to do so. The interception thrown earlier by Jared Goff set up a field goal for the Packers. Since then, all Lions oh. 17 to 3, and they're inside the five yard uh, line. Zamber and Ian, ESPN uh, Radio. ESPN I don't want to get play by play ish here, but that, that uh, score is going up as we okay. sit here. <laughs> as, as we sit here and <laughs> and talk about uh, the the Packers hosting the Lions on Thursday night football. That is Mark Tauscher. I am Gabe Neitzel here on Amber and Ian, ESPN radio presented by progressive insurance well for those who don't know Tausch is a packers hall of famer uh does a show on espn wisconsin i work in milwaukee we we both work for good comer brands both packer fans so while things aren't going they're not fun right now for us as it's now 23 to 3 as you mentioned in favor of the lions let's talk about something that's a little more fun and the game that's happening in london the Toy Story game. So the Jaguars-Falcons are going head-to-head, and um, ESPN Plus is going to have an alternate broadcast of this Week 4 matchup that's happening in London, Webley Stadium. It's 9.30 a.m. kickoff Sunday, October 1st on ESPN Plus. But as part of the ESPN Plus, they'll have the alternate broadcast, Toy Story Funday Football, where they're going to present a real-time action between the Falcons and Jaguars experienced in Pixar's Toy Story universe. Fans of all ages can immerse themselves in a fully animated offering. You can do this on Disney+, Plus, ESPN+, Plus, mobile with NFL+. Plus. With this action, it's going to be recreated in Andy's room. Andy, the kid famously from Toy Story, and in one of the, more, the movie's most recognizable settings. I think this is fun. I think this is awesome. The NFL has done this, Tausch, before with some of their playoff games with Nickelodeon and all these other things that they've done. I'm really interest, interested to see how the NFL and how ESPN ends up pulling this off on ESPN+. Plus, But also... Which movie TV show do you want to see get that animated sports event next? Oh, this is easy for me. I was, you know, I knew we were talking about this earlier and trying to bounce ideas. Toy Story, good idea. Uh, But I just think with the variation of characters. And this was a show, again, I'm I'm older. Gabe, I know you're a little bit younger than I am. Uh, The Smurfs. I would love to see a game in. You just start thinking about. You got the castle. You got Gargamel hanging out. You got Smurfette. You got Papa Smurf. You have every type. It the Smurfs are basically a football team. You have all of the characters. You got Painter Smurf. You got Greedy Smurf. Give me, give me. So I I remember the Smurfs like as a concept as a kid. I'm not as familiar with all of the actual Smurfs. So, Painter Smurf, like, what position is Painter Smurf? Is he a Painter linebacker? Painter Smurf would be a punter slash kicker. Oh, okay. no, a punter right. slash kicker would be probably where I'd put that. Uh, Papa Smurf, is he the quarterback? I think Papa Smurf's your coach. I don't okay. think we want Papa Smurf's old, man. I don't think he, you want to have a quarterback, and <laughs> well, so, he's going to be brittle. Yeah, I mean, he's going to get you know. drilled. 
Uh, yeah, Tom Brady was Handy you know, 45. Smurf. Handy Smurf would be like your H-back, your fullback type. Okay. It could kind of do a bunch of things. You got uh, Hefty Smurf, obviously he's going to be an O-lineman. Uh, Jokey Smurf. <laughs> Long snapper, probably in that case, would be you know where I'd put him. Uh, clumsy Smurf. I don't know if you want clumsy. I don't know if you want him. I mean, just I don't know if you want him on the field. Yeah, I, it's, but you just start going through, and I again, I I'm not going to go through every Smurf of all time, but you sure. can really form from a football standpoint. I would watch. You got all those mushrooms plopping around. You got rivers. You got. Uh, yeah, I'm on board with uh, just recreating the Smurfs and having that become a football game. Are you going to watch some of the... Because, I mean, when, whenever the NFL plays in London, it's always fun to be able to, you know, you wake up, you start your day on ESPN Plus with the game. Are you going to peek in on Disney Plus or ESPN Plus of the Toy Story Fun Day football wow. broadcast? You guys know I love Disney Plus, so yeah, I'll dabble. I'll take a look, but... Yeah, the same thing when there's, uh, you know, slime games and all that other stuff. That's all kitschy and fun. But I love football. I love watching football. I love hearing the commentary on football. So I will watch and, you know, just see the entertaining parts. But no, I'm I'm an avid. I'm Johnny Q football guy. I want to watch football being played. I'm not interested as much. Uh, but I think it is a fun way to try and get some younger people more involved, maybe some folks that aren't Johnny Q football, to be entertained in a different way. So you're, are your kids a little too – they're a little too old probably for this broadcast at this uh, point? No, Max loves – my son loves football, so he'll yeah. watch with me. Uh, yeah. My daughter, she could give two rips about it. She's okay. not going to – Even, even if we've got, you know, Buzz Lightyear, you know, ripping around, grabbing touchdown catches, uh, that's not going to do it. That's not going to – that's not going to No, really I'll say this. Going. She loves gymnastics, and she loves the fact that Simone Biles' husband plays for the Green Bay Packers. Oh. That was about the extent of – her intrigue in NFL football at this point. Yeah, I, so the, the the one movie TV show that I keep thinking of, like I as a kid growing up, and maybe I'm just like picturing using the bridge they had in this in this cartoon as like field goal posts and having you know kind of balls fall through. Darkwing Duck, man, I was a huge Darkwing Duck kid when I was growing up. Like and and I I don't know if you could you know bring eleven players out there the way that you were just listing off all the Smurfs I think that's where the Smurfs had the advantage There's just yep. so many of them you can get eleven of them out there but they've got I mean the the bridge where like Darkwing Duck's hideout is it's kind of Golden Gate Bridge ish where you know you kind of get that in the background maybe you can use that somehow as the goalposts in the background trying to figure out different ways to uh, you know incorporate that but what movie TV show do you want to see as an animated sporting event? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Tausch going with the Smurfs. I'm going with Darkwing Duck because we've got the Toy Story Fun Day football coming up in London this week. Andy's room is going to be the setting for that Toy Story Fun Day football as the Jaguars take on the Atlanta Falcons. Always I ain't going to lie to you. I'd much rather be uh, peeking in at an episode of the Smurfs than watching what we're seeing so far uh, up in up at Lambeau. <laughs> this is, uh, if you're a Packer fan, now if you're a Lions fan, give me more. I'll take the Smurfs. I'll take Toy Story. I'll take Airplane. I'll take every show you can. Recreate it because it's gone exactly according to plan. For us, this is like that new... Uh, 
Chucky movie. Uh, this has been Nightmare on Elm Street uh, when it comes to anything going on up at Lambeau from a Packer fan standpoint tonight. Uh, so the Packers currently have four total yards. Uh, they do not have a first down. You sure they have that many? Uh, that's, I don't that's think just they even the, have four. That's what the box score says. Um, averaging uh, .3 yards per play. They have negative six passing yards. Uh, Jordan Love, one of seven for nine yards and an interception. He has been sacked twice. So that's how things are going uh, for the Green Bay Packers. For, as you mentioned, though, for the Detroit Lions, uh, Tausch, we may have to move up Jared Goff in those quarterback rankings we were doing earlier. 7 of 11, 114 yards. Did throw that interception early, but he's got a touchdown ever since that interception as the Lions and their offense and that defensive line, they're looking like they are for real tonight at Lambeau Field. Yeah, it's, uh, I think what, you know what we said earlier, the Detroit Lions think they're more physical and that they're tougher than the Green Bay Packers. And they did that last year. And Dan Campbell, that's his mantra. Uh, what he, what they're doing tonight, they are containing both lines of scrimmage, and that's how they're winning this football game. So uh, it could not have been a better start for, you know, they threw the pick early, but since then it has been all Detroit all the time, and now they have another chance to even pile on some more, and it's barely into the second quarter. So a uh, good night for Detroit. They, We said it was going to be kind of a statement. Do you believe that you're the kings of the north? Uh, they obviously, through a quarter and some change, believe that they are the Kings of the North, and they're proving it tonight. The one thing, though, Jordan Love does have going for him, after not playing well for three quarters last week, he was able to put it together. Now, probably going to have to put it a little put it together a little bit quicker this week than he did last week against the Saints. But he does have that poise. He does have that confidence. So I don't. I wouldn't say this one's quite over yet, but it's getting early light at Lambeau Field. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, we're going to get you ready for one of the biggest matchups in the AFC this weekend. That's next. Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio, ESPN being app Sirius XM channel 80. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S A V E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. It is the final week of the baseball season. And a team that, I don't know if everybody thought this was going to happen, especially with the way that the Rays started off this season, but it is the Baltimore Orioles who have clinched the ALE's title and the top seed in the American League. Braves will clinch the top seed in all of baseball with a win tonight. It's Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Gabe Knights, along with Mark Tauscher. Uh, Updates from Lambeau Field, Thursday night football, Packers... 
have finally forced a stop. They have forced a punt from the Detroit Lions, so they'll be getting the ball back. The bad news, though, if you are a Packers fan, the green and gold do trail twenty by 21 points, 24-3, to three, just over nine minutes left in that ball game. There is a huge game, though, in the AFC, especially in the AFC East, as the... Uh, Baltimore, the uh, the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins are going to be going head to head. The Dolphins somehow after coming after scoring 70 points last week, they're going to be coming into this game as two and a half point underdogs as they are traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills. This Dolphins team, Tausch, I, I don't know if I have seen team speed like they have. I mean, we, we've seen some fast guys in the NFL, but to have as much of the Dolphins do, that's how you end up scoring 70 points, and that's how you end up being one of the more feared teams and feared offenses in the NFL with that kind of team speed. Yeah, I mean, any team that Tyreek Hill's on, obviously with his speed and what he did in Kansas City, he's taken that to Miami, and then Waddle has world-class speed. But I really think the big difference is that offensive line has been – you know they've been a lot better, and they're, you know, they're getting things done with as far as running the football and doing some of those things. So that's what's still going to be the speed and what pressure that puts on a defense. It makes it really difficult. But running the football and being balanced and keeping Tua healthy, you just they make you cover every inch of space. They don't allow you to take a breath. They don't allow you to, you know, have anything easy. You get stressed in ways that other teams can't. That's why you, you look at all of that speed that they have. It just continues to wear on you. And eventually, as we saw last week, uh, the teams can just get to the point where they don't have any answers because you can't take away everything. You have to do like what New England did and say, okay, we're not going to let Tyreek Hill beat us. We're going to force you to be patient if you can do that and you have an offense, you have a shot, but this offense has that potential. If they can continue this pace, and we obviously we haven't seen, there's only been one team that scored more points in the history of this league, and that was in a playoff game way back, Lord knows when, 50s. <laughs> this is where this team's at, and they have a chance to continue to build off of what they just did last weekend. Yeah, and building and team chemistry is something that Mike McDaniel, their head coach for the Dolphins, feels is going to be a very big key this weekend against the Bills. If you need to be motivated for a game like this, check your pulse or maybe consider uh, a career adjustment. It is quite literally one of my favorite types of football games because with that offense they have and how good they are and the defense and how good they are, you can't overcome that teamwork that they have with individuals. So it'll be it'll be fun to two teams that really want to have no business leaving that stadium with a loss. Because of the loss already in the division by the Buffalo Bills, Tausch, I just feel that this is a bigger game for the Bills than it is for the Dolphins at this point. Like the, Because the Dolphins have all that speed, they just scored 70 points, yeah, you'd like to follow that up and you know go, hey, we go into the team that's won the division the last four years and go, hey, we're actually now the favorites to do this. But the margin for error for the Bills if they lose this game is smaller to me than if the Dolphins lose this game. Oh, for sure. I think if you, you look at what Buffalo, they threw a game against the New York Jets that they had no business losing. And Josh Allen was careless with the football. Uh, but Buffalo, a couple years ago, I think even going into last year, everybody was Josh Allen MVP, and this team is a Super Bowl contender. And they're 
I think after that first game, there's a lot more questions about what this team's going to do than maybe we thought. And now with Miami being the juggernaut that they've turned into, I think this is one of those we need to kind of put our flag back in the sand and say, yeah, don't forget about us. Because if Miami wins this game, they're up two games. They have the tie. You know, they win that head-to-head. It'll be another game down the road yet. But you start questioning kind of where you're at. And right now, I think Buffalo at home, this is one of those, just like Detroit's doing to Green Bay right now, it's a statement deal. Hey, Miami, we're here. We're taking this. Forget about whatever everybody else is saying. We're going to come into your place, and we're going to beat you doing our thing. And if you can do that, that sets a monster tone for the rest of the season. Yeah, no, it absolutely does. And for Josh Allen, how does he feel? how important this game is going to be for the Bills against the Dolphins. In-division rivalry, you always want to win your in-division games, team that we play twice a year. I know it means a lot for the fans and their fans, our fans, whatever it means for standings, this and that. At the end of the day, it's week four. Um, they all mean the same for us. You know, it's the biggest one that we have in our schedule because it's the next one, and you know, it's a team that's playing extremely well. Um, we understand that. Their, their defense is playing at a high level as well, too. So we got to put in the work this week, have a great week of uh, preparation, and go out there and try to execute on Sunday. All right, he hit about just about every cliche you could yep. hit there, Tausch. You tell me, as the former player, you're in the Packers Hall of Fame, played in the NFL for a decade. Are divisional games, you feel that they're a little bit more important, or are the cliches true that Josh Allen was just spitting out there? Well, the, the cliches are always true, but that, you know, typically when you hear cliche city, that means you're trying to be as bland as you possibly can, and... You just want to get to the game. I always think it's a good sign when there's not a lot of chatter and stuff coming out outside of the messaging that the head coach is giving. If your head coaches are always listening to see what their players are saying because they want to know if that messaging is getting through to them. So I, I, I have no problem with that. And yes, to answer your question about the divisional games, they are more important. Uh, the, first off, it's a rivalry you know that things are going to go through that division. You know the players. You know what they're all about. There's not a lot of tricky. Uh, it, it is what it's going to be. You're going to have to go out and out execute your opponent. But every goal of every team, you know, everybody wants to win the Super Bowl. Everybody wants to be a one seed. But everybody, when they report to training camp, that first goal is how do we go about winning our division? Because you win your division, you know you're going to host the playoff game, and that gets the ball rolling. So how do we go about doing that? You win your division games. You can typically win your division games, and if you you know if you go five and one in your division, you're probably in pretty good shape. The Buffalo Bills, because they already lost the divisional game, and because Miami is playing the way they are, this is a marquee matchup, and I think. I know that the Bills are favored, but when you start factoring in home field and everything else, they're not really. And last year they would have been favored probably by seven or eight points. That gap is closed. People's perception has closed. People now believe that the Miami Dolphins are a better football team than the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, and and that's based on what Buffalo's done, I think, in the postseason the last couple of years. That's based on what Buffalo did in Week 1 against the Jets. This, to me, is a really important game for Josh Allen. And not not that Josh Allen's suddenly going to become a, a bad player, but he needs to take care of the football. Threw another interception last week, and turnovers are part of his game. They're just going to be, much like... 
again, we're in the state of Wisconsin. Turnovers and interceptions were a part of Brett Favre's game. And he was able to make enough plays where he won three MVPs in a Super Bowl and was one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play because he made enough plays to overcome that. He needs to limit the turnovers in this game. Just because I feel that the margin for error, you don't want to be giving that speed extra touches. I'm going to be curious to see if the Bills try to play a little bit more of a, hey, we want to control the clock. We want to try to run the ball. They've done it a little bit with James Cook the last couple of weeks where they want to try to grind things out just to make sure the ball stays out of the Dolphins' hands so they're not getting their defense in tough situations where they're a little bit gassed having to go up against that speed because that's how scary that speed is for the Miami Dolphins. I really think the Bills have to look at this and say, we're going to need to score 30. You could try and say, I'm going to slow it down. I want to ground and pound. That's not really what Buffalo does. No, it's not. Buffalo is dynamic. They got the receiving core and they got Josh Allen. And the key thing is, you know, not turning the football over. But if Buffalo tries to come in there and be a ground and pound and possess the football, you have to play to your strengths and you have to be better than what you know. You have to play. Your your focus needs to be how are we going to put up a, a bunch of points and be incredibly efficient with the opportunities that we have? Because. Yeah, you can hope your defense is going to do get some stops and make some plays. And yeah, you're at home. You should be able to, if you're giving up 70, you're not winning. But if you can keep this team in that mid-20s, that's how you're winning this game. Not going to be sitting there saying, well, we're going to pound it and limit the possessions. You have to go to your strengths. Josh Allen's your strength. Stephon Diggs, your strength. Gabe Davis, your strength. How are you going to utilize that and figure out ways to score a bunch of points, not just you know, plug along and, and try to limit what they do on their possessions. They did score 38, 37 points, respectively, each of the last two weeks against Vegas and Washington. So I think to your point, yeah, you're, you're going to have to... And, and Buffalo over the last three, four years has been one of the more explosive offenses in the league. So yeah, maybe they just do go, hey, let's go toe-to-toe with them because that's the way you have to beat the Miami Dolphins this year with all that speed. It is incredibly tough to slow that team down. Packers still trailing the now Detroit Lions 24-3, just about four minutes left before halftime. There, So we're going to continue to update you on Thursday Night Football. Plus, jump into this. Who surprised us the most this NFL season? That's coming up next here on Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, and Sirius XM Channel 80. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
dived. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Amber and ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Along with Mark Tauscher, I'm Gabe Neitzel. This music will put you in a bit of a better mood. Love this. Yeah, it's a, if, if you're a Packer fan watching this game, you ain't a, you're not going to be in a very good mood. So a little no. jazz, a little uh, acoustic, whatever that is. Yeah, a little saxophone. Yeah. A little saxophone to pick up. Yeah, pick it's, up it's not going well bit. for the Pack. Lions on the move as they lead at Lambeau Field 24-3 just inside that two-minute warning. There are some other surprises. There are some good things to talk about, though, in the NFL. We do that right now here on Amber and Ian as we're going to talk about, you know, some superlatives throughout the NFL season through week number three as week four is starting tonight. Let's start with your biggest surprise team, Tao. Who has surprised you the most through three weeks in the NFL? Yeah, I mean... Obviously, I, I would I would have put Green Bay in that category, but uh, I'm not going to be a homer. Uh, the team that surprised me the most, and who I think when you start factoring what they do on defense, uh, I think the Cleveland Browns have to be looked at as a. I know they you know, Deshaun Watson, he's better than what he was last year. I, I think this team with if that defense continues to play the way that they do, and Miles Garrett has been unblockable. You can make a really good argument that they will be the best team in their division and that they can make some noise because, as we know, I know Nick Chubb getting hurt was brutal, but they signed Hunt. Uh, They're going to continue to run the football, and they're going to try and lean on Deshaun Watson a little bit. But this defense travels, and I think that's – I'm surprised that they're as good, that they're playing as well, and I think they're going to get better as long as that defense stays healthy. I think this team – could cause some problems for some of these big-time quarterbacks and some of these other squads. Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett is just unbelievable. Again, I, I don't think anybody's... We're not talking about it enough. Here is a man defensively that went to one side of the offensive formation, two blockers. Went to the other side of the formation, two blockers follow him. He goes back to the other side. they got to call a timeout to avoid a delay game penalty. I've never seen that before, that kind of attention in the NFL ever. Like it's just something that's unreal. So yes, the Browns have certainly been, I think, a surprising team. This team's not going to be competing for anything, but I've been surprised in the fights that the Cardinals have had because that's an easy situation where yeah, and they look, they're not going to be competing for the NFC. They're not going to be competing for the NFC West. But for them to beat the Dallas Cowboys to take the lead that they get they did against the Giants, man, I love the fight that they've had. And clearly, it's the intention of management to try to get themselves a good pick and maybe one of those top quarterbacks, and who knows what you do with Kyler Murray after that. But the fight that they've had through three weeks, I just, you know, a little shout out to the Arizona Cardinals for that. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, uh, I don't think uh, we expected the Arizona Cardinals to be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes from the jump and never trail. I did not think they'd win a game. They, they are a hot mess, and the way they play, they have fought tooth and nail Every game, they've competed. They found a way to beat a team. Everybody was raving about the Cowboys. What, last week? We were doing the show last week. Oh, the Cowboys defense is legendary. Oh, Micah Parsons is Lawrence Taylor. All this stuff. And then they go down there and get beaten. Not like some fluke win. They got beat. 
by the Arizona Cardinals. I think that's a good pick, Gabe. Who has been your biggest disappointment through three weeks of the NFL season? Uh, so I looked back at last year, and I think, you know, the New York Giants were a team that surprised a lot of people. Signed Daniel Jones. Uh, just assume, you know, Philly's going to win it. Dallas will be good. But the Giants will be a good, tough team. They got Dayball coaching them. You know they're going to be well coached. And just that they'd be in the mix. They have one win. They have not looked good. They've gotten beaten down. And the one win that they had, they were way behind and battled their way back. They could easily be an 0-3 football team. They have been brutal. And for the expectations of where I thought they would be, and I thought Daniel Jones got his new contract, I thought you'd see some big step. You haven't. And that, uh, to me, I think the Giants, with the expectations – where they're at, that's the biggest disappointment team for me so far. I mean, it'd be easy to take the Denver Broncos, but I don't know if I had that many expectations for the Broncos. But to give up 70 points, certainly disappointing. But I'm going to a different team in that division, and I'm going to the Los Angeles Chargers. This is a team that, with the talent that they've had, has been the darling of everyone. And Justin Herbert's a great quarterback, don't get me wrong. They finally made the playoffs last year after everybody fawning over them for two seasons. And then they blew a lead against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And now they're 1-2 and to start the season. And we're incredibly close to blowing one against the Minnesota Vikings a week ago. This is a team that as much talent as they have, they should be putting up some big offensive numbers. And they got talent on defense too. They should be running away from teams. And they have not been doing that. I am taking the Chargers as my most disappointing team as they sit there at 1-2 and so far this year. Uh, meanwhile, uh, a field goal by the Lions. They now lead 27-3 over the Packers. Just 12 seconds left in the half. But uh, per Adam Schefter, Packers tight end Luke Musgrave being evaluated for a concussion. So things going from bad to Ugh. even worse for the Green Bay Packers on Thursday Night Football against the Detroit Lions. Uh, most likely to rise. Most likely team to rise, Tausch. Yeah, I, I'm going with the team you have as the biggest disappointment because I believe in... Their te- I believe in what the Chargers are doing. I think they, they started off a little sluggish. I really think they're going to get it together, and I think they're going to be able to turn this thing around in a division. I think the Raiders are cratering, going to be really bad. I think Denver, blah. So they have the possibilities, and I believe in Herbert. I think he proved last year that he could take it. Now, the coaching side of it, I can understand why people would be skeptical. But I just like their talent. I think they have a ton of talent all over the place. And Austin Eckler at some point is going to get back to help you. I think the Chargers are the team that will rise from where they are right now moving forward to get in a position where they can be a playoff team. I am taking another team you could be disappointed in, and this is a team that I've been high on because of the second half of the season they had a year ago, and then they had that comeback win against the Chargers. I'm going with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville has the talent offensively. They've got the weapons, and I am a big fan of Doug Peterson as a head coach, and they've shown. I mean, they got off to a slow start last year, and with what they did in the second half, they've shown they can bounce back. So I am taking Jacksonville as the team most likely to rise. Team most likely to fall. Well, yeah, this is tough because can you fall from one and two? Do you have to be two and one? (laughs) Uh, Those are some of the questions that I have, but... Listen, Indy has surprised people by being 2-1. They found a way to win. They've done it with Minshew. 
not with their young quarterback. They're going to get Richardson back in the game. And I think there's going to be a lot of growing pains as far as what they're going to be struggling with. So that's where I look. I think they're going to continue to improve, but I think they're going to continue to fall when it comes to the standings and the results that happen on the football field. Yeah, I'm, I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on this one. A surprising two and one start. They beat Minnesota on the road. They were able to, you know, do some really good things. But I just don't see that as a roster that's going to be able to continue to contend, even in what could be one of the worst divisions in football in the NFC South. I like what I see out of the Saints. They play the Saints this weekend, and. That Saints defense is really good, and I think they could force some turnovers against Baker Mayfield. So I will take the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the team that is most likely to fall. Through three weeks, who's been the MVP of the league? Uh, I, I think you have to go to Tua, right? I mean, with what yeah. mm-hmm. with what they're doing on offense and, and how they're approaching it, I think Tua and what Miami's doing, quarterbacks are going to win the MVP. Although this would be a year that you could get a Micah Parsons, you could get a Miles Garrett, you could get somebody to jump in there if that's the case. But right now, through three weeks, it's to a tug of Iloa. Yeah, I'm 100% there with you. He's got over 1,000 yards through three weeks. It's, yeah. Tough end of the half for the Packers as they took a sack after maybe trying to set up for a Hail Mary or a quick pass to set up a field goal. It's 27-3 at half. Lions leading the Green Bay Packers. Rob Domofsky. Our ESPN NFL Nation reporter for the Packers going to be joining us to maybe explain what happened to the Packers in the first half. Could be tough for Rob. We'll do that next. Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Not a good first half if you're a Packers fan. If you're a Lions fan, you're celebrating. It's 27-3 at Lambeau Field. The Lions outgained the Packers 284-21 in that first half. Oof. It's Amber D and ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Series 6M Channel 80. I'm Gabe Neitzel. He is Mark Tauscher. Uh, Tausch is in the Packers Hall of Fame. I am a Packers fan. We're both in the state of Wisconsin. Speaking of which, we now welcome in ESPN Packers reporter Rob Domofsky. Uh Rob, did it look as bad at Lambeau Field than it did watching on TV? Maybe worse. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the crazy thing, Gabe, <laughs> is that the Lions did all this defensively without blitzing until the last play. The last play of the half was the first time that they sent more than four. 
Uh, and look, the Packers offensive line is missing two guys. And really, Zach Tom is probably half what he is. I mean, he's gotten it out on a knee. But they can't block these guys. And, um, you know, I, as Tausch knows, I mean, Tausch is a Hall of Fame tackle. If, if you can't block, it's pretty hard. Yeah, is it? I, I was wondering coming into this game because of what happened last year. I, I firmly believe that Detroit just thinks they're tougher and more physical. Yeah than Green Bay, and that looks like that's how it's playing out up at Lambeau. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I was down on the field before the game, Tausch, and it was the first time that I had seen Aiden Hutchinson up close. Uh, he's the biggest guy I've seen, uh, maybe other than Julius Peppers. Um, so, I mean, that, that embodies what Detroit is. I used the word body. I, didn't, I was not a pun, uh, no pun intended, <laughs> but he embodies what Detroit is right now, and that's a fast, physical in-your-face defense um, that, that is just, it's, it's hard. They're, they're becoming an, a team that has that identity. And, and this division, the old black and blue division, that means something. Talking with Rob Domofsky, ESPN Packers reporter, as the Lions lead the Packers 27-3 at the half up at Lambeau Field. This is Amber and ESPN Radio. I'm Gabe Neitzel, along with Mark Tauscher, filling in tonight. With the injuries the Packers had coming into this game, Rob, they had a couple of guys coming back from handstrings in uh, Aaron Jones and Christian Watson. I know they had the big comeback in the fourth quarter last week, but is there a point where they maybe start thinking about shutting those guys down to make sure they don't re-aggravate anything in what's been a pretty lopsided game? Yeah, I'm a little baffled by the the start of the game with I think it was six straight passes. Aaron Jones didn't touch the ball till 13 minutes left in the second quarter. Like, wh- wh- why were, why'd you have him active if that wasn't part of the plan, right? Um, and he looks fine. Christian Watson looks like he's running okay, um, but they just, they can't get anything going uh, at all. So I don't think they're at that point yet. Um, but, you know, they, they've got the, the, the mini buy followed by a Monday night game. So you might want to think about that at some point. But, look, there's no quit in Matt LaFleur, I can tell you that. Um, and, but right now, the Lions are the better football team, and it sure looks like that we're seeing, you know, a little bit of a passing of the baton, so to speak. Uh, not that the Packers were on top last year, but they've dominated this division for so long, and the Lions have been on the other end of it. But we might be witnessing sort of a changing of the guard here in this division. All right, so if you're Matt LaFleur, uh, Rob, you're, you're in there and you, you see what happened in that first half. Uh, yeah. What do you think? Did Green Bay have anything that they can do to go up-tempo? We saw a little bit of that last week yeah. in the fourth quarter. That's what I would do. What, I mean, what do you think yeah, is going on in the locker room I've, right now? I think that, and you've got to get Jones the ball maybe on some screen action. You know, I mean, I don't know if he can just come out and run the ball. It's just too far behind. But somehow you got to get the ball in his hands on the on the perimeter, and that's what, kind of what they did against Chicago. So, um, you know, if they have that in them, then maybe they can mount a comeback. Um, but I, I don't, that's, you know, right now that's about the only way that they can do it. They've got to score quickly um, and, and see if they can make a game of this. Uh, Rob, I also want to talk a little bit about bigger picture Green Bay Packers things because you had the report before the game um, with their all-pro left tackle, David Bakhtiari, for the Packers going on IR. It looks like his season is his season over. looks like he's going to have surgery. What, what, what's the latest on, on David Bakhtiari as he continues to deal with a knee issue? Yeah, if, if he's indeed having surgery or surgeries, then uh, you know he's trying to play in 2024, not in 2023. The problem is, I don't know if that's going to happen in Green Bay um, with his age and his contract. And you know, it's it's a 
a bit of a sad ending if this is the end for a guy who was a five-time All-Pro. And and really, quite frankly, when he played last or uh, week one against the Bears, was still pretty darn good. But um, it's just you know, if you're the Packers, you just can't you can't keep wondering week to week if he's going to be available and uh, if he's not available the rest of this year. I don't know how they bring him back. It'll be interesting to see, you know, just what what his career, what path his career takes on, if any, uh, after this. But it's, uh, you know, it's a shame. He had a torn ACL on December 30th, uh, 31st, excuse me, of 2020, and he's played in 13 regular season games since then. So that's it's not a lot. Rob, the, the Lions dominate in the lines of scrimmage, but also the tight end. We saw Musgrave. Yeah. That was a battle that a lot of us were looking for. Musgrave is out. Looks like he's getting evaluated for a concussion, but Laporta yeah. has been having a night against this Packers defense. Yeah, and um, that was one of the matchups that you wondered about going in. Um, you know, Laporta is he's he's dynamic. So um, you know, and the Packers are missing one of their linebackers, Devondre Campbell. So that that's a that's a tough matchup uh, to begin with, even if you're healthy, but, uh, definitely an impressive showing by, by him and Jared Goff's doing a nice job finding guys and, and getting him the ball. Rob, we certainly appreciate the time and I, I guess enjoy the second half up there at Lambeau Field. <laughs> well, I might be able to finish my story here pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Domofsky, ESPN Packers reporter joining us here on Amber and Ian, uh, here on ESPN radio. He's Mark Tauscher. I'm Gabe Neitzel. And the thing he said there, Tausch, about the potential kind of passing of the baton, this Lions team looks like they are for real tonight. And it's not just, last year I feel like they did it a lot with their offense, especially at home. They were lighting people up and scoring a bunch of points inside of Ford Field. But as you see the maturation process of Aiden Hutchinson, this defense has been getting after quarterbacks through three and a half games. Uh, Yeah, tonight obviously we, you know, uh, their front is getting after the Green Bay Packers offensive line in a big way, uh, both in you know four run plays, which I'd like to see a little bit more, but that's what the difference in this game is. So Detroit, again, I just think they made the concerted effort. You follow in the personality of your coach. Dan Campbell's a tough guy. He's a kneecap biter. Uh, that's, that was when he came in. That's what he's talking about. That's what he's looking for in his players, and they've responded. That's how they like playing. And tonight, they're biting a bunch of kneecaps. It's 27 bites at three. And, and, I, and I don't know how you change that part of the game. You know, Hopefully, Green Bay can make it interesting. We saw this play a little bit last week with it being 17 nothing. But it's it just feels a lot different than what we saw last week. Yeah, I mean, the Packers only have 21 yards of offense from Green Bay. It's the fewest this season by far by any team in just a single half. That's how good that Lions defense was. But this, to me, is a next step of the, the process of Jordan Love. I mean, this is still, despite the success the Packers had those first three weeks, it's different when you're playing now on a short week and you're not really practicing and it's all just walkthroughs. It's a different rhythm. These are all things that are a part of the learning curve when you have a young quarterback in you know, Jordan Love versus a more veteran guy of Jared Goff on the other side. Yep, it's, uh, you know, and for for us that cover the Packers and we watch it pretty consistently, that's, uh, there's no doubt there's going to be growing cur- you know growing pains and you're going to have tough losses and you, you hope that you're not this far away, but this is more to me about the Detroit Lions and where they're at. The- uh, they, 
they understood that this was one of these games. And what they're doing is they brought their identity with them. They know who they are. The Green Bay Packers are still trying to figure that out. The scary part about the Detroit Lions is they are going to be getting somebody who is a top draft pick back on their team six weeks in. It's like they're going to be having a trade deadline. Oh, because Jamison Williams, who's an explosive player, had a couple of explosive plays last year after he was coming back from a knee injury. He'll be back after six games with the suspension that he served. And tip of the cap to you know the, the way that the Lions as an organization handled the betting scandal that happened around their organization. That easily, Tausch, could have been a distraction for this team at the beginning of the year with having to release some players, missing one of your explosive offensive playmakers, but the way that they've handled it and have played now through three and a half games of their season, clearly it's nothing that's going to affect this team, and they're just going to continue to roll offensively. Yeah, it's they're doing what they do, and that, you know, that works. Uh, being good up front, being tough, playing physical football, it still matters. You still need to have skill, and you need to do all that other stuff, but Football, for as much as it's changed, there's still the same thing plays. Can I take and beat the person in front of me? And if you can do that more often than not, you're going to end up with uh, having good results. And tonight, so far, Detroit's been able to do that. Yeah, who do we see get paid? It's still the same. It's still quarterbacks, guys who can protect the quarterback, guys who can get after the quarterback. Those are the three that have been getting paid, and we've seen a lot of that throughout the course of the NFL offseason. Uh, but it is a big first that's tied for the largest franchise halftime lead for the Lions all time, as again, they lead the Packers 27-3 to at the start of the second half with the Packers getting that ball. Kind of seems like an, an important offensive possession for the green and gold. Coming up next, it's going to be game night with Q Myers and Teron Davenport. They'll continue to update you on that game. This has been Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio in the ESPN app.